to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jason Kong, and I have the pleasure of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Hey, good, good morning, Jason. Hope you're doing good. I'm, I'm doing great, Bill. I'm always uh, happy to be here with you. We're, we're continuing to do this socially distance in your studio. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's fun, and uh, we have a good time doing this, and so... I hope that uh, we always uh, have a message for our listeners that that uh, is uh, hopeful and and helpful. Um, you know, attitude is everything when you get right down to it. It, it uh, it's your ad- and it's something that we totally control. You know, we can be you know pessimistic and ornery and mean to everybody, or we can do the opposite. We can feel good about things and. And be friendly, and and uh, uh, you know it's the kind of thing where, in this country, w- with the problems that we have, we are so fortunate compared to anybody else, anywhere else. I don't care where you go. Uh, in the United States of America, our glass is always more than half full. Now, that doesn't mean we're per- it's perfect, and certainly this country is not perfect, and we're not perfect, and our community is not perfect, but darn it, we're better off than anybody else. We're just, you know, we're, we are so fortunate uh, to live in a country of laws and live in a country where we have the opportunities that, uh, that we have um, and you know they abound. Our opportunities abound, to no matter what. So, um, you know, uh, last time I I, I spoke uh, about what to do when a loved one dies. You know, truthfully, the more important thing uh, it is uh, lifetime planning. Uh, you know, it's death planning. Quite frankly. Uh, can be relatively easy. It's stressful, but it's it's not difficult. You know, life planning, quite frankly, is far more difficult in terms of what it requires for ourselves, for our spouse, for our family as a whole. Um, it, uh, it's it's and it's extraordinarily important that we take care of ourselves and that we plan for how we're going to make it through uh, as we get older. So I wanted to focus this um, show on those of us who are approaching retirement. We're nearing the end of our career. We're thinking very seriously about, okay, how are we going to retire? What are we going to do? Um, you know, hopefully, you know, you're getting ready to retire. You feel like you have sufficient resources uh, to retire. I mean, if you don't, you're in real trouble. (laughs) And sometimes our resources have to make us think about not retiring or uh, because there's so many things that go into – a healthy lifestyle in retirement, uh, and part of that equation is money. Um, and you can think about Social Security, but that 
is never been designed to pay the full load of retirement. Uh, just ask anybody who has nothing else but Social Security. I mean, that's a pretty easy thing to understand. And sometimes uh, folks should delay uh, retirement just so they can elect Social Security at full retirement age or after full retirement age. Um, th that can be a very important uh, thing for folks uh, to consider. Uh, but it, frankly, a lot of folks make huge mistakes when they're approaching retirement. And, and let me tell you, it's complicated. The decision making is not just an easy decision. I mean, there are lots of, there's multiple decisions to be made. And this is true whether you're single or married. Um, and so what I wanted to do uh, this morning was to talk about some of those very many issues that are involved in thinking about retirement, the things that you need to th be thinking about uh, prior to pulling the plug, if you will, <laughs> on your job. Uh, it's... Um, well, and, and here's, here's an easy one. <laughs> There's, there are a lot of folks who make a false assumption that they don't need that much money because they will die young. Well, let me tell you, and, and, you know, and, and frankly, my mother was one of those. You know, she lost her own mother uh, when she was a, a young child, and her mother died in her 30s, uh, and... Um, she was raised by her grandmother and her aunt, and as a result, I mean, I, she always thought that she would die young, uh, and of course, she lived to be 92, <laughs> and so it made for some very interesting conversations, but the fact is, is that she, she survived my dad by many years uh, and never would have thought that. But that's true for all of us. I mean, most of us will outlive our parents by five years or so um, uh, just because, you know, health care is better, our diets tend to be better, uh, uh, all of those uh, uh, environmental concerns um, uh, are part of that equation. But one of the things that will blow folks' minds is, do, do you know what the age that the life insurance industry is, is has to, must, if you will, uh, use for a potential life expectancy? Do you know what that age is? I'll say mid-80s, maybe? Oh, no, 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 no. Not even close. It's 120. Wow. And what, what that basically means is that there is a small percentage of folks, particularly those being born today, who will live to 120 or close to it. And, the, the, you know, as you get younger, in other words, that means there'll be a larger percentage that lives to be 115, a larger to 110, a larger to 105, a larger to 100. So... Instead of 100 being the exception, there will be far more people as a percentage that live into their 90s and over the age of 100. So 
what I'm saying, uh, the only purpose for bringing that up <laughs> is the fact uh, that don't assume you're going to die in your 70s, uh, particularly if you're in really good health at age 65, because if you're in good health at 65, then your life expectancy is way up there. And that's a, a bad assumption uh, to make that you'll only live to be, you know, 75. I mean, that's a terrible assumption because you will run out of money if you make that assumption and you spend like you're going to die. Um, another one that I think is pretty funny is that people think that when they retire, life gets easier and choices are easier. And I hate to break break that one, but the fact is uh, that when you retire and as you age, the choices actually get more complicated. The systems are against us, and we have to make choices every year th- that you know, it seems like you need a Ph.D. and <laughs> and some experience in, in order to to be able to make those choices. And so, quite frankly, the biggest mistake that people make is not seeking out professional advice. And and I'm not just talking about an estate planning attorney. Uh, that's one, but I have to give a shout out to those other professionals. Um, and it's not that, well, f- what are the other professionals? Well, there are insurance professionals because there are a number of insurance issues that you need help with. There's financial professionals uh, that can help in many ways in terms of, of helping you with your nest egg. And there's uh, from a many um, employees that work for a company with an HR department, um, those professionals can help to some degree as well. So seeking out professional advice about your future uh, is, is huge because the choices are complicated. And it just blows my mind how you know, once for a lot of these decisions, once you make the decision, it's it's done. You can't go back or you have a very limited option about going back and making change because, you, you know, you get to say, oops, I messed up. But the fact is, is that it's your, it's your own fault if you mess up because you have not had some good advice doing it. And, and quite frankly, much of that advice that you need it, it is free. It doesn't, it, you know, the fact is, but you have to seek it out in order to get it. And, and it's not a matter of just going to a seminar because that's not good enough. It's basically getting personal advice. And typically you need the advice of more than one professional in order to, to see your options. You have to understand that certain professionals uh, are pushing you to do things that another professional might not. And so you really have some uh, choices to make, but you need to know your options so that you and you alone can make those choices or you and your spouse can make those choices that are in your best interest and your family's best interest. 
That's great advice, Bill. And, you know, it, it's it's not just about doing that surface level. You do have to do a deep dive. And you also have some resources available to folks in the form of your seminars. And I said, you know, you said it's it's not just about going to seminars, but that is, you know, at least getting the ball rolling. And if you want to learn more about the areas of long-term care assistance, as well as asset protection and trust planning, then you might want to attend one of Bill's free seminars coming up on Wednesday. You can register online at WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. It's very easy to do, and it's free to do as well. Just click on the seminars button at WGALaw.com, and you can register for either of Bill's seminars dealing with long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning. These are wonderful ways to learn for free about those two subjects. And again, you can also uh, get a free consultation from Bill if you attend either of the seminars. WGALaw.com is the website to go to. We're taking a quick break, but we will be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him online anytime at WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill starting out the show. Boy, you built us up. You got us ready for, you know, renewed life here. And then you were getting us prepared for retirement. And then, boy, you crushed all our dreams. You said, you know, we're going to live longer than we thought. We're going to, uh, it's hard choices to make, Bill. I thought this was going to be, you know, just an easy, easy process. Well, well, no one wants to run out of money. And that's the, that's the reason why folks really need to, Look uh, at their the real possibility of a of a long life, and that that's just the way it is. Of course, it's not. I mean, I think all of us uh, believe, and it's it's not how long you live; it's the quality of your life. That's that's what it's all about. I mean, we want to enjoy our years uh, on this earth. Uh, that's what it's all about. And and the and of course, I talked about attitude. Uh, and, and attitude in retirement is huge. And so the first thing I would say is if you love what you do, find a way to keep doing it. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where if you've worked in an environment, an, uh, an employed environment for many, many years, and you really enjoy the work and you enjoy how you're doing it, but it's just that time to retire for one reason or another – you know, try your luck at consulting in order to stay connected, uh, in order to continue your expertise. You know, one of the sad things uh, today is that so many people uh, are have so much to give in terms of their knowledge and their experience, and then they're cut off from giving it. You know, I think. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think this is one of the worst things about our country when it comes to medicine, because doctors, for the most part, 
don't have the opportunity to practice medicine when they retire. And it's all because of our system. It's not because doctors don't want to continue helping people. It's because they can't afford to. In, in, in essence, it's all about malpractice insurance, and the premiums are so darn high. Most doctors cannot work part-time and give us the benefit of their experience and their professionalism because the insurance is too expensive. And so, in essence, they'd be giving everything they earn to the insurance company just so they can continue to do it. And most most doctors say, screw this. I, you know, there's if I can't do it uh, the way I'd like to do it, it's just no reason to do it. Well, that that's a real shame for our country if you get right down to it because look at all the communities that – would benefit by having uh, doctors who could, in fact, participate in the community as a professional uh, in their later years uh, without having to work full time. But it's, you know, I'm getting off on the subject. So anyway, (laughs) let's go back to what's really important. Um, But it's the kind of thing where if you love what you do, find a way to keep doing it. And if you I mean, let's just say you're so glad to retire and get get away from those jerks in the office and rah, 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 and, you know, it's like it's that time. It's really been hard on you, and you're really looking forward to retirement to get away from that old job that you've had. Well, if that's the case, then if you don't have it already in the box, you need to find Uh, something that you love and you enjoy that you could do in retirement. I mean, and when I say find, I mean proactively find because it's not going to just come up to you and hit you on the head and say, okay, here I am, let's do this. You have to go out and do it. I mean, it's like making friends. You you know, you don't make a friend by sitting back and watching television and doing nothing. You, You have to proactively go out uh, and um, and be with people and do things with them and become friends. I mean, it just doesn't happen because you're a couch potato. You have to proactively do it. Well, the same thing is is true with anything that you're going to find that you really enjoy. Hopefully, you've had those activities all along, and retirement gives you the time to pursue those things more. But, you know, that's a really important thing in terms of quality of life and that is to be with people you enjoy being with and to uh, enjoy activities that keep you busy and keep you uh, and and you know there are a lot of folks that say heck I'm a whole lot busier in retirement because I can't say no you know and that's an important word for folks to be able to say too so that they can do the things that they want to do and not what everybody else wants them to do. So, you know, there are a lot of things like that that uh, are important for you. Uh, Now, some of the things that you really need to think about is, okay, let's determine how much income I'm going to have or we are going to have in our uh, retirement. You can't do retirement planning without knowing what that's going to be. And it also means you have to know how much you need to spend each month 
in order to continue to live the way you want to. And for a lot of folks, it means you got to reduce your spending to some degree um, in order to, not everybody has to do that. There are lots of folks out there that have plenty of money and they know they'll never run out and they can spend as much as they want. But most of us are not in that group. <laughs> okay. And if you're not in that group, you need a pretty good budget analysis of what are the things that you have to spend money on and what are the things that you would like to spend money on and know the difference. <laughs> That's that's really important. Um, and another part of the equation is something that a lot of folks don't think about soon enough. And when you're getting ready to retire, it's part of the equation that's really important, and that is how much income will there be for the survivor of a married couple? In other words, you know, if the breadwinner dies... And in other words, in other words, you have one cup, one part of the couple who has made most of the money and the other one has done other things, uh, but hadn't made as much money, doesn't have uh, as big of a nest egg or the nest egg is together or whatever. But the bottom line is, is that when one spouse dies, you know, that uh, oftentimes the income stream goes away depending on the elections that you've made. Uh, so it's always important. Now, Social Security is part of that equation, and I cannot emphasize uh, too much how important your Social Security elections are to a married couple because one of the good things about Social Security uh, it, it, with a married couple is that the survivor gets the larger of the two Social Security checks. So if one check is far more than the other and that spouse dies, the other spouse will pick up that check. And so maximizing that check can be extremely important to you. Don't think making the Social Security election is an easy choice. I, I refer more people to Warren Coble, my friend down in Asheboro. He's not even a lawyer, but he is a Social Security expert. And from my perspective, everybody should go to Warren Coble. He's very inexpensive, and he can help you make choices on Social Security to maximize and make the decision, best decision for yourself, uh, your spouse, and your family. Now, there's another one, too, and this is where the HR departments can help if you spend enough time with them and or an insurance professional, because if you're fortunate enough to have a pension that will be paid, so you're a state employee, a federal employee, or you work for a company that still has a pension. Now, there are not many of those around, but, uh, but the fact is if you're um, you know, a military retiree you're, or you're getting ready to retire or you're a county employee, city employee, you know, those, all of us in North Carolina that, that are in those type of jobs have pensions and you have elections at the time as to taking a reduced pension so that your spouse can receive all or part of your pension at the time uh, of your death. And so that's a huge decision, and that's another area where I've seen people make a huge mistake. Well, if your 
healthy enough, one option is to take whatever that reduction in your pension would be and put it towards a life insurance policy. Now, if you're uh, unhealthy, you know, if you're uninsurable, that's not an option. So that means you really do need to make the election no matter what so that your spouse gets the maximum amount of your pension, particularly if, you're, if your spouse is the same age or older than you. Um, uh, then if, if that's the case, if you're close to the same age, then life insurance, if it's an option for you, might be the better option. But you have to have that policy. It has to be... Um, one that builds up cash value. It has to be one that you will pay every month and not drop it so that your spouse is protected if, if you should die first. And, you know, that, that's an option for a lot of folks. But basically, you need to talk to the HR department to see how much it will cost you each month in terms of a reduced uh, pension. And you need to get their advice on your options, and you need to see an insurance professional to see what the options are for uh, an insurance policy uh, for your spouse. And so that's, that's a big choice for a lot of folks, and it's an option that a lot of folks never look at until it's too late. <laughs> so, you know, there's... there. Um, uh, but those kind of things can be extremely important in terms of um, uh, things that you decide when you're getting ready to retire. Now, I, I know we need to take a break. So um, I, I, when we come back, I want to talk a few minutes about some things that you really need to be looking at long before you retire um, and, and that obviously makes it a little bit easier as it relates to when you're getting closer to retirement. Excellent. We'll get into some of that long-range planning after this. And please don't forget that Bill has his seminars coming up on Wednesday. You can register for free online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. These cover the subjects of asset protection and trust planning, as well as long-term care assistance, dealing with the world of Medicaid and as well as VA benefits. It's very informational. Uh, these are wonderful seminars. They are currently in the form of webinars. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. Just head over to WGALaw.com to register and click on that seminars button. Or if you prefer to call the office, the best way to to do that is to call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and subject of today's show is what to do when you're getting ready to retire and 
Bill, we've gone over some mistakes that people make and some things and options to consider as well. But uh, we want to also take a look at some long-range planning, what we need to do well before we reach retirement age. Absolutely. Well, some of it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about different professionals that can actually make a huge difference in terms of retirement-based planning. And one of them uh, is an insurance professional because one of the biggest factors in, uh, in growing old is the fear and the reality of long-term care needs. And of course, you know, I, I do talk about government assistance, but there are a lot of folks that um, are not necessarily going to be eligible for government assistance, or they want additional options that government assistance do not give them. And so long-term care insurance, which is not inexpensive, but it's worth every penny, recognizing that most of us will, in fact, have a long-term care crisis at some point during our lifetime. And guess what? The uh, long-term care insurance costs a good bit less the earlier we get it. So truthfully, for those folks who have reached their 40s, even if their children are relatively young and you've got all of these other problems to deal with. How am I going to pay off my mortgage? How am I going to contribute for my kids to go to college? And, you know, issues that are pretty straightforward. <laughs> okay. Long-term care insurance may be something that you should cons at least consider in your 40s or early 50s. But, you know, the fact is, is that most folks don't even start thinking about those issues until after retirement when it's too late because most people who have waited that long, the insurance premiums at that point, uh, either you're uninsurable because you've already had some health issues or you're, quote, rated. That's a bad word in insurance. That basically means your premiums will be higher because you're a, your risk is worse. Uh, and... Um, uh, so wh what I'm getting at is for those folks who wait, one of three things, either they're uninsurable, they're rated, or the premiums are too expensive even though they're in perfect health. So uh, the earlier you get it, uh, and, and early 40s is actually the very best time to get uh, long-term care insurance uh, with one exception. <laughs> and the exception is if you're with an employer – who has a long-term care group plan, you might find that uh, that is your best option. But you should always, even, even if there is a group plan, you should always compare it against a uh, private policy because sometimes the private policies are better and less expensive than the group plans. It really just depends on the group plan. But it's an option that you need to explore with an insurance professional and with your HR at your company if that's uh, available to you. So what else? Um, life insurance is a biggie. You know, and most younger people uh, choose a what's called a term policy. It has no cash value. And, and that's an important life insurance uh, to have because it's very inexpensive. And people buy it primarily to ensure their spouse 
uh, for, I mean, in, in other words, they're doing it for their spouse and children uh, to make sure that the home is paid for if they have an early death. It also is used to replace income, at least for a period of time, uh, because of an early death. And all of those things are important. But another aspect of life insurance that might even be better is a whole life or universal life type policy. Yes, it's more expensive, but but you can do so much more with it. You have to understand that most of us are going to outlive a term policy. That's a good thing. That's why it's so cheap. But term policies only pay out a death benefit about 1% of the time. So that gives you an idea. So the frankly, unless something bad happens to you, um, you're going to outlive your term insurance. And so whole life, particularly for retirement planning that you get early in life, is fabulous. So if you have three or $400,000 of whole or universal life uh, policy, um, that will, and you can use that with long-term care options. There are a lot of things you can do with whole life policies that are absolutely wonderful. And one of the nice things about whole life with a good company, they tend to pay for themselves after you've paid premiums for about 15 years. And depending on the economy, it might be earlier than that or later than that. But good long-term, I mean, good life insurance policies that are, you know, they are designed to basically pay for themselves after paying for them for, um, you know, 15 years or so. And that, that's really helpful to folks if they understand that. Term policies never pay for themselves. You've got to pay those premiums every year until, until it expires. Um, so anyway, that, those are um, some of the issues that you can explore. Uh, and, of course, it, it, uh, the other one, obviously, is are you employed by a company that has an employer match on your retirement account? Well, that's huge, and and anybody who has a match with their employment should always, always, always at least uh, uh, have whatever the employer match is taken out of their income and put into their retirement account. Uh, now, and for a lot of folks, unfortunately today, whether you like it or not, most people should contribute more towards their retirement account than uh, the employer match. A lot of employers match three or even four percent, some less, but whatever that match is, you need to match it. And for a lot of folks, you need to be contributing five to ten percent of your uh, wages in order to to have enough. But you know, a lot of folks, um, you, you know, uh, it's too late. <laughs> to contribute as much as you need. So this is why those kind of things need to be uh, considered long before retirement because you can't make up for that time that you haven't done what you should have done. That's why getting ahead is so important and making sure that you're understanding the landscape of your financial situation and uh it's it's so important to make sure that you don't run out of money uh, in retirement as well so uh thus those are some great suggestions from bill bill also has some other suggestions that you can check out if you want to download the asset protection today podcast you can do that by going to wga law 
Dot-com. Bill has an archive of episodes there that are very helpful for you. You can listen to those episodes wherever you get your podcasts, the Asset Protection Today podcast, or you can go to WGALaw.com, and WGALaw.com is also where you can register for the free seminars that Bill hosts coming up on Wednesday covering the subjects of long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning as well, WGALaw.com. Taking a quick break, we'll be back with more. Stick around. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is where you can go to find more about him or to register for Bill's seminars coming up on Wednesday. WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking everything retirement, Bill. And, um, you know, this is a subject that I guess some people very much look forward to. Some people may be a little bit scared depending on where they are, but. You've covered a lot today in terms of mistakes and things that we need to really keep in mind. There's so much more, Jason. But, you know, the other thing is about living life. And and one of the another thing that's important to really create long before you retire is your bucket list. It's important to enjoy life and it's important to uh, to to make a list of those things that you really want to do during your lifetime and start doing it while you're still working because, you know, it's important for you to be able to do those things uh, while you still are in good health and you enjoy things. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where after you retire, after a number of years in retirement, people tend to slow down. They tend to get tired of traveling and tired of doing stuff like that so figure out what you really enjoy and what you want to do and start doing it and hopefully you'll be able to continue to do that for many years in retirement but you really need to make that list long before you retire so you can start checking it off that's really important um now uh what are some of the other things well a a big decision is where are you going to live are you going to stay at home in the same community uh, there are an awful lot of folks who will move to where the grandchildren are. It's not about the kids. It's about the grandkids, and that's okay, too. Um, but if you move, what kind of place are you going to live? Uh, are you going to uh, live in a condominium? In, or are you going to live in an over-55 community? Or are you going to a co- continuing care community? Uh, most people don't do that right at retirement age, but some people actually do make those choices. Uh, they're, but those choices, obviously, uh, are dependent upon a lot of other things. And one of them is, can you afford it? <laughs> and that's going to be a matter of how much money do you have, what's in your nest egg, and what's your income, and, and those kinds of things. That's why those kind of, those kind of things are so important. Um, so obviously your social security election, if your budget is a really good budget and your income isn't going to be quite enough 
then you really need good financial advice on how to maximize what you have left. This is where folks who have plenty of nest egg may want to use an annuity. I'm not a big believer in annuities uh, because I don't like the restrictions of annuities, but to the degree that you use a small amount of your nest egg for some guaranteed income for the rest of your life, if it really helps your budget, then it might be helpful. But for a lot of folks, annuities to me, are not necessarily a great idea. They they uh, restrict your ability to use your money, and that is a negative for a lot of families, particularly those um, middle-class families uh, uh, and those who uh, I don't want to get into a, a, a lengthy discussion. Most people either like them or they hate them uh, as it relates to that. And I'm sort of in between. I, I think they're very useful for some folks and very negative for others. And it, it, I think they are oversold in this country. And, and, uh, but that doesn't mean that it might not be right for you. It's a very personal thing. Well, another complication as a senior are your Medicare options. When you're 65, most of us must go on Medicare. It's our, you know, it's our insurance at that point. And if you do, then that part's easy if you choose traditional Medicare. But for there are a lot of folks who, who cannot afford a supplemental insurance plan, which is extremely important if you're on traditional Medicare. Being on Medicare without Medigap insurance is a mistake for most folks. And there are other choices, and a lot of folks choose Medicare Advantage plans. But uh, those are generally for folks who cannot afford a Medigap or Medicare supplement plan, and those tend to be far better than Medicare alone. But they're also very different from traditional Medicare. So, you, again, you need good health insurance advice when it comes to those elections. And, again, a lot of it will be determined by how much can you afford because uh, supplemental plans can be expensive as well. So, you know, uh, it's it all. You know, all of these things are comes down to two words that a lot of lawyers are very familiar with, and that is it depends. <laughs> so, you, you guys love those two words. Those are uh, that's the lifeblood of being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Bill, this is a. Uh, been great so far again wgalaw.com is where you can go to find more information about bill if you want to schedule an appointment with him or if you want to register for bill's seminars coming up on wednesday covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning uh, on some of the topics that we discussed today are very useful you can register for free and these are in the form of webinars you can experience them from the comfort of your own home and bill does a wonderful job of educating you similar to these uh radio shows where he makes it very easy to understand and uh these are some very complex subjects so um you know it's a great opportunity to get some wonderful information wgalaw.com just click on that seminars button we're taking a quick break but we'll be back with more stick around this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we will be right back
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget WGALaw.com is where you can go to find more information about Bill. Bill, do you have a parting thought for us today? I, I do. Uh, it's, the main thing is when you're approaching retirement, get good advice. And that comes from an, your HR department, if you have it, from insurance professionals. You need good financial advice. And you need your legal documents reviewed and sometimes significant changes, uh, either from an elder law attorney or an estate planning attorney. Of course, in our office, we're both. We both do we bo- we do both elder law and estate planning, and that's really important for folks to have when they're getting ready to retire and lay in later years as well. For such a big decision, it's it's really hard to over-prepare for something like retirement. If Bill can be of assistance to you in any way, schedule an appointment to see him. Go to WGALaw.com or you can call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. we got to get out of here, but we hope you'll join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a great day.